0: This is the podcast for Jews Taekwondo. Episode number six. Today we have Master Franks from Ireland, and he's a seventh degree black belt. What part of Ireland are you located in?
1: We're actually located in Waterford, which is the southeast of Ireland. It's um, Wexford, Waterford, Kilkenny area. Um, I suppose you'd say that Waterford's famous for the Waterford crystal. Right, I have
0: heard of that. Actually, my wife likes uh, that crystal. I think we picked up some of the when we were in Ireland. That that's was
1: right. Yeah, I remember when you were here. Did you see it?
0: Um, when we were in England, and then we stopped over in um, over in Ireland, Dublin. Yeah. We went to the Blarney Castle.
1: Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, this is a lovely place to visit. Not sure. So then you should to. then you should have a gift of the gab.
0: <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to anyway. <laughs> not as not as good that's as. Right. Uh, as you.
1: Second- well, I've, I've kissed the blondie stone as well, but I'm, I don't know if I've got the gift of the gab yet. <laughs> <up so. laughs>
0: How old are your kids?
1: I've got uh, my daughter who's 13. She's a second degree black belt. I've got my other daughter who is uh, seven. And I've got my, my my youngest, Matthew, who is three.
0: They're a handful, isn't it?
1: Uh, they're, they're a handful, but they're worth it.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> when did you start um, taekwondo? Taekwondo.
1: I started when I was eleven, actually turned ten years old, I was turning eleven. I started off with judo and then that was when I was about six. But um when I got to ten I, I ventured onto Taekwondo. Was that ITF Taekwondo it was, WTF? it was. I mean I was That no, it is ITF. It is under the man by the name of James Brooks who brought um ITF to South Africa under Riki Ha. Yeah, Master Riki Ha. So he was um he was the first in South Africa and um I was battling with school with um, concentration problems, and my mother was quite worried. And she bumped into this this um, this man, James Brooks, who actually ran a sports shop, and he told her that it helped with concentration, and which it did. And I started taekwondo, and it did help with my concentration, and I, and I did a lot better at school, and that carried on, and it became a a good thing.
0: That's uh, that's an interesting story. What year was that? Yeah. It was you trained with Grandmaster Ricky Ha, so. Um, he was the instructor for General Che at that time.
1: Yeah, he was. I mean, I wasn't under Grandma's Rikia R- R- K- direct. I was under one of his instructors that he had sent to South Africa to start RTF. Sure, sure. And um, so it was a, he was a very good instructor. He was from the Royal Air Force. And he um, he, he brought his family, the Brooks family, to South Africa. And, and they opened up a number of clubs and they got it going. And it's grown quite progressively in South Africa since then.
0: What year was that again?
1: It must have been around 1981 that they brought. Or, yeah, around the 1980, 1981 um, that they brought Taekwondo to South Africa. I'm not exactly sure the exact date, but it's around about then.
0: That's about the time you started, though. Yeah, I started in 1983. 93, and so when you were six years no, old. No, no, no,
1: no, no. 1982. I started 1982. So, born, yeah. <laughs> so they, they, they started about the year before so it might have been a year before that. I'm not too sure. I could be in and out today, in a year or two. But um look that they, they they were a great family. They've moved back since then to Wales and um many many there's many instructors in South Africa now, so it's it's quite well well spread.
0: And is that mostly um, ITF?
1: Oh uh, yeah, ITF. Uh, w T F is not so big in South Africa. It's more, more ITF, and um, and in Ireland as well. Ireland is also a very small uh, W T F population. It seems to be growing a bit, but not not as much as the ITF.
0: Well, that's interesting. Why do you think that is?
1: I think um, I think again going back to Grandmaster Rikishi has influence in this part of the world. Uh, he he really planted ITF quite fine. wide here. I think also Grandmaster Park Jun Choi. Had a, had a bit of an influence in Ireland as well. Um, so I think between the two of them, there was also a bit of an influence of um, Grandmaster Heel Cho as well. So between the blend of Grandmaster Heel Cho, Grandmaster Rikiha Grandmaster Park chung it was quite a strong influence in the in the UK, the British Isles, Ireland, that whole, that whole region.
0: That's very interesting. In the United States, uh, WTF seems to be a, a little bit uh, bigger organization than the ITF.
1: Yeah, it is a huge organisation by the looks of it. I suppose that's it. You know, whichever country you're in, I think one will dominate. And I think, thank, thank, thanks to us, thanks for us, is that uh, the the RTF is bigger in Ireland. You know, you know maybe hopefully that stays that way, but we'll see. You did judo. Yes, I did do judo, but uh, it wasn't really working well for me. I was very thin when I when I grew up, I was very like going going lean guy, quite wiry. And every time I did judo, I got thrown around a lot. Got, uh, I didn't have enough body weight and wrestling kind of size, you know, to to do that. And taekwondo suited me better with the kicks and the the, the fast movements, you know. So I found that it was a bit uh, more suited to to my body type.
0: You didn't like getting thrown around too much, I guess.
1: I didn't. I didn't, I must admit. I, li- I like to kick and punch, but I don't <laughs> like it when you grab and you get thrown into your face and then the ground. It's It's okay, it's all right, but it's, I prefer to kick stand up and fight.
0: So and, is uh, um speaking of throwing. Kick, kick and
1: punch struck. Yeah, mm. so
0: speaking of throwing and uh taking down jiu a kind of very has grown in popularity. Has that grown pop in popularity in um Ireland as well?
1: It has. I have to say, say that I mean the, the mixed martial arts world has definitely grown, I think, especially with a, a person like uh, Conor McGregor. Um, oh
0: yeah, he's Irish, isn't he?
1: Being 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 Irish, you know. I think he's got a huge following in Ireland, and it uh, seems to be growing. That uh, you know, like he's got a quite a different stage per, per persona to who he, he really is when you train with him. He's actually a, a very humble, really nice person when you get to meet him. And he goes around the clubs in in Ireland, and he he, he does quite a few appearances in footballer clubs, and trains with him. You know, he's. Apparently, a very nice guy. So I think the guys in Ireland they like him and they they aspire to 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 be like him. So there seems to be a a big growing population and interest in the in the MMA world.
0: Do you guys do any of that
1: at your club? No, no, no. We haven't had um, Mr. McGregor here, but we we would like to get him one day. I think it would be great to get him down to Waterford and and have him work with the guys a bit because he actually comes from Taekwondo. He comes from R T F. Oh, really?
0: So his yeah. uh... Original maybe his original martial art background is ITF.
1: It seems that way, yeah. I mean, I might, I might be wrong, and there might be another influence as well. But from what I hear, from most of the guys that he's worked with, he comes from ITF Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. So another, it's nice, it's a nice bonus for us, you know. If we can, you know, we can advertise that and work from that, you know.
0: <laughs> don't really need to advertise, do we?
1: No, I don't think so. But you know, what I mean, I think it gives us a bit of a boost, you know. Sure, it does. I suppose, Absolutely. I suppose, if any star or personality is, you know. Has has a has a history or a source that comes from a martial art like Bruce Lee with Kung Fu, and I'm sure it gave him a, him a big boost as well. So, it's yeah. nice for a change for something from Taekwondo.
0: That's true, Ralph Machiol, Ralph Machioni. Yeah. That That's it.
1: <laughs> <Karate Yeah. Ken. laughs> but don't get me wrong, I'm not a big fan of MMA. I'm not a big fan at all of MMA. I don't like I don't like the the the, the values that it, it it seems to kind of um, advertise. You know. I think that it's very showy and very.
0: It's it's interesting to watch. Um, It's
1: very interesting to watch. I did.
0: The it's interesting to see the the fights. Um, But Mm. yeah, I think there's. I think you're correct about um, the way um, the philosophy. Maybe I'm not sure if you want to call it the philosophy. Yeah. Does seem a little. The philosophy.
1: The values.
0: Yeah. The values.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm sure to get to that level, they got to have a very. Very strong set of, uh, well, at least a very um, strong constitution to training and discipline is the word I'm thinking of. But I think you know to be that kind of level, you've got to have a lot of discipline in your training. But the values that they portray, in the in the show-offy way they do it, I just think is contrary to what martial arts was originally designed for. And if you look at the humbleness and the, the attitude of the original martial artists, like the samurai and things like that, it seems to be gone out the window.
0: Yeah, that's it. Does seem that way? Does um, what you do, you know, do you think about boxing?
1: Do you feel that boxing is um, discipline? No, I've never liked. I've I've never liked boxing. I've never liked that kind of stuff. Kickboxing, boxing, mixed martial arts. I've never enjoyed it mainly because it's it's, a thug, it's it comes across like a thug's sport, you know.
0: Oh, I see. And
1: uh, and taek, taekwondo is is like is like a gentleman's game. It's a it's a martial art for gentlemen, and it teaches you to be. Not just defend yourself, but it also teaches you respect and self, self-discipline and moral, good moral culture. You know, as General Jay used to say.
0: So, is most of your students some um, children or adults?
1: Most of them are children. I mean, I think that if you look at the at the the numbers of students in in, in most taekwondo schools these days, it seems the adults are are few and far between, and the kids are, are filling up the classes. When I started Taekwondo, you would only be able to start at around 12 or 13.
0: Right. When, yeah. I, was, uh, when I started at Taekwondo as well, it's, um hardly saw any children.
1: You weren't so many. In your, what did you say?
0: When I started Taekwondo, I didn't see uh, very yeah. many children in the class. I think that was back in 19... You
1: never saw? No. Nah. Yeah. Same with me. I mean, when I started Taekwondo, there were very few children. And I was 11, so I was one of the youngest. It was very odd to see a, a young child. Was, and there was very few women you're right. But now it's the other way around. And I think it's because of the adults who are really busy taking kids around to the extramurals and looking after their families and working so hard that the adults don't really have as much time as they used to, maybe. I don't know what it is.
0: They just want their kids to have discipline. Or we're supposed yeah. to
1: discipline. them. <laughs> must be. It must, must be. be. <laughs> but in your club, sir, do you, do you find that there's more children or adults? Or?
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Most of our students are children. Um, I do have a student that is seventy nine he's been with me for wow. fifteen maybe fifteen twenty years he been with me for a long time wow. and he's that's incredible still kicking and punching I just interviewed oh wow, that's the incredible other day. yeah 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 he said um he's done um a bunch of different martial arts through his lifetime yeah. interesting story
1: yeah i know i mean we've got a we've got a club up the road that's just joined our federation and they got a sixty nine year old student who's blind who's a black belt now and
0: um, oh, he's blind. You know,
1: I think that's inspirational.
0: Yeah, he's blind cool. and he's
1: a black belt, and he's 69 and he's continuing training. It's great, you know. So, it's great to hear these stories.
0: So, how does do you know how he trains since he's blind? Does he have someone there with him? Or, um... well,
1: I'm actually not his instructor, and, uh, and the club just joined us and they just told us, told me about him now. So, I haven't really met him and I haven't seen how he trains. I'll get to know him short, short, I'm sure.
0: So, when you said that, um, a club that just um joined us. Is
1: that? Yeah, we because we have, uh, we formed a federation called the ARTF, the All Island Taekwondo Federation. That's under Grandmaster Chae in And it's a new organization in Ireland. And uh, we work directly under Grandmaster Trevor Nichols. We've obviously, as a new organization, looking to attract new clubs to join us. And uh, we've recently taken on a fellow by the name of Mark White in Tremor, which is up the road from me. And uh, they've got a club of about 25. And one of their students, that just told me the other day, is blind. who's 69 years old. So you have a it's um, quite admirable.
0: So your new organization was as an I, an I.N.O. That's the way President Joyce. It is an I.N.O. It
1: is. Yeah, it is an I.N.O. It's uh, it's the it's the main I.N.O. for Ireland. It's under Grandmaster Chaujungwa. We the only one that's recognised by the officially by the um, Irish Martial Arts Council and the Taekwondo Advisory Board. But um, I suppose we. We're two different owners. We work. We work together as if we have to regarding choosing our team for the world champs or things like that. Oh, sure. But um, yeah, you know, we do. We do work together when we have to. And
0: you have a club. You call it a club. You don't call it a school or. Yes. When you say club, is it uh, like a commercial school or is it more of a like out of a just a gym, a YMCA or some? Something like that.
1: Yeah, no, what, what I do, I have my, my main center, it's a commercial school, it's a full-time center which is in a shopping center in uh, Waterford and it's. Um, I think it's pretty much like yours, in a shopping center as well. Yes. And uh, we've got another club which is in, uh, which I run as well, which is a seaside village called Dunmore East and it's run out of a, um, a community hall. So most of the clubs run out of community halls. I think I'm the only one in the group that actually has a full-time location. Oh,
0: Cool. So you do taekwondo for a living?
1: Yes, I do. I do it for a living. I do Actually, it. you're retired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're retired and you're just doing this for
1: I'm fun. I'm retired. I, just, I, I do taekwondo exactly. Yeah. I like to like, joke like I I'm retired. I teach taekwondo for fun.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: Do you also do it full-time, sir?
0: Yes, I've, um, I have a full-time school. I have two. Just opened the other one about a year and a half ago. But before that, I was running a school and working full-time.
1: Oh, that must have been very
0: hard. Oh, it was very hard, trying to run a a full-time school and then working full-time and wake up at 6 o'clock to go commute and go work, get off around 4, go back to the studio, teach classes. No, no, it's very difficult.
1: Paperwork. I did that for nine years. That's oh, very hard. I know. I know. It's very hard. But, um, I mean, running a full-time school is a full-time work. I mean, it's you got to, you get up, you, at least you, when you're doing it full-time, you can think about Taekwondo all day and when you teach it. You know, it's, it's the same thought process when you wake up in the morning, you think about it. When you go to bed at night, you think how you enter the classes. So There's no interruption when you're working in another job you got to think about that work as well. And then the first time you can think about taekwondo is pretty much on the road to teach.
0: Did you do any other kind of work?
1: I used to do uh, personal training. I got a sports science um, qualification as well as taekwondo. So I used to do personal training, group training, things like that. And, and I used to have a gym in South Africa where I did a weight training and taekwondo together. But now I, I specialize in taekwondo, as I said. As I say, I've retired now. And I do taekwondo.
0: In Ireland, do you have to have a education degree in order to do Taekwondo to open a no, school no, no, or, no, or no, can no, anyone no, just open so, a Taekwondo school?
1: Well, that's what I was saying earlier about the Irish Martial Arts Council and Taekwondo Advisory Board. We are we, we have this system in Ireland where it's coming into play now where you have to have qualifications to teach Taekwondo and things like that. But it's not really pressed or it's not enforced yet. But I think in the time in near time it will come where Taekwondo Advisory Board is already um, taking it seriously where you have to have a level one teaching qualification, level two and level three they offer. Um so we we're going that route with the All Island Taekwondo Federation. We are aligning with them, making sure instructors have the level one course and the level two and the level three and that they also have um, guard um, police police clearance, first aid, all of this all of those kind of things. Uh, child protection, all of those things should be in place to teach Taekwondo, but more uh, on the education side as well. As That's why the Taekwondo Advisory Board is now is is making sure things are controlled. And, and that's why I'm saying we're the only Chajangwa group in Ireland that's, that falls under that kind of um, authenticity, you could say, or or falling under that rule.
0: Is that um, part of the government, or is it just an organization?
1: It is, as part as 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 of no, as as the Irish Sports Council's requirements, is that sports groups are starting to, starting to need teaching qualifications. To teach.
0: So it's a part of the government organization that um It is it is a large
1: sports council. I see. That sounds very
0: similar to well, we don't really have something like that in America. So anyone can open a dojong.
1: Yeah. Well we have that that's what happens here too. Don't worry, it happens over here too. But it Definitely seems to be coming into a stage where now they are going to be requiring people to to have some qualification.
0: So, what would be the <clears throat> the consequences if you were not uh, qualified? You couldn't open up a studio, is that is that what it is?
1: Yeah, you could. I mean, anybody could open up a dark club. Yeah, anybody. But you know, whether you're going to whether you're going to be successful or not, well, that's going to be up to your style of teaching, I suppose, and the way you pr- promote yourself. But it's going to come to a stage now where. People are going to need a teaching qualification of some sorts to run a club. I mean, it might not happen this year, but it'll happen in the next few years for sure.
0: Yeah, interesting. Like being a teacher, you have to go to school for, to be a teacher.
1: Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's good. I think people should get educated. I think people should strive to be to be better at what they do and to, to deliver a better production and a better service.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah. So do most of your students um, do Taekwondo because they want the discipline or... or... What is your emphasis? No, I
1: think like you said earlier, I think the parents want kids to have discipline and have and have um, respect and, and and a better attitude and more, and, and self confidence you know and things like that. so I think that the parents it's pushed a lot by the parents for the kids to get that kind of ability to defend themselves and confidence and and to is help, that a and big issue in
0: Ireland? Defending yourself?
1: I think, yeah, yeah, I think it is. I think it's everywhere. I think you can you look at what kids go through at school, and they, there's bullies in all the schools, and there's always a kid that tries to make another kid look inferior or upset a child. And I think that's all the time. I think it's always been the same thing: where kids are picked on, and little girls are vulnerable. You know, parents don't want that. Parents want their kids to be safe, and I think that. They would. I send them to taekwondo for that, and I really do think that self defense is a is a becoming more and more important for children.
0: It's funny you say that. I have a couple of students that are Irish, and um, they're they're adults. They're older, and um, yes. Yes. it's just interesting to talk to them. You know, they um, usually settled, you know, differences in a back alley. <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> true.
1: true. Yeah, but, yeah. no. I, 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 you know, I don't really, if I to think why do I do Taekwondo, I don't really do it for self-defense now. But When I started, I did do it for self-defense because I was also being bullied at school. And uh, Taekwondo gave me that confidence to stand up for myself. And I think once you cross that bridge where you know you can stand up for yourself and you get confident like that, then you start to do it for other value reasons and you get other values from it where you do it for fitness or you do it for self-enjoyment or because you love it. I, th- I think that there's not only one reason why people do it. I think initially a lot of people start off for self-defense, but I think eventually people, um, once they got the self-defense under control, kind of thing, they move on to other things, like fitness and other other enjoyment aspects, uh, in
0: In um, Ireland, do you have a lot of um, crime?
1: Crime? No, not too much. No, not too much. I don't even think the police carry guns here.
0: You have strict gun laws in Ireland.
1: Uh, gun laws? Yes. Uh, I'm not too sure. We don't see many guns here. I mean, I'm speaking from a place from Waterford. I mean, if you go to Dublin, it could be a different story. There are there is some gun crime and and gangster scenarios that go on there, but um, I don't think crime is a huge thing in Ireland.
0: Do you think America is a a dangerous country?
1: Well, I've been to America a few times. I've been to the East Coast, and and I haven't. But it's been many years since I've been there, so I can't really say from from other than what I see on TV. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's—I think it's a wonderful country. I would love to go and visit properly, and, and even come and see you guys on your side. It would be wonderful. But um, I wouldn't want to make a comment. I want to think of very I like your president. <laughs> I like—I like—I like Mr. Trump. <laughs> well,
0: you like Mr. Trump?
1: <laughs> yeah, I do. I do like him. <laughs> oh, I think I think he's—I think he's got a lot of um, uh, courage to say the things he says and do the things he does. But I think there's obviously there's some things that are worrying that he does but i think he's i think he's he's got he's got i think he's got heart i think there's, there's some good stuff there that he can do
0: oh very good you know in america we have uh it's a lot of people have guns um and probably mm-hmm. seen you guys probably see a lot of violence um and uh just wondered uh, what maybe europeans think about our country in that respect mm-hmm. what do you think sir well i live here so i don't it seems like a everyday occurrence. No, no, no. It's not an everyday occurrence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> does it? Does it? Um, do you think that there's a, a gun problem there? Do you think that there's a?
0: No, I don't. Do you think it's a dangerous country? No, I don't. Do you don't. think it's a dangerous country? No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. Do you feel? Do you feel safe there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for sure, there's certain areas in in the country or anywhere any city right Mm -hmm. there's going to be some issues and um just avoid them if you don't want to you know get in those situations uh have i been in those areas yeah i have and have i been a little bit nervous yeah Uh, no matter how much training you have Mm -hmm. you know when you're outnumbered it's not going to be a a good thing Um, i've never actually had to be Use Taekwondo in that respect, and not a probably not a good idea um, to engage with some people because you don't know if they're carrying a weapon. So the hands don't no, actually, no, it's... the hands don't actually stop bullets.
1: No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've got a lot of family family in America. So I got I have a lot of family. I have got family in California and in um, the East what? Coast. I've got a lot of family in Canada, what? all over Canada. So in actual fact, most of my family live in North America. Very um, cool.
0: And what, yeah. uh, what? And what part of California does your family live?
1: I've got I've got a lot of family in Alabama, in uh, Las Vegas, in California, um, Las, just on the um, just below San Francisco side. I've got uh, we're near nearby you actually. And I've got family in Michigan. I've got family in Ontario. I've got family in British Columbia. I've got family in Vancouver.
0: Oh, your family's so, too big.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's, so it's all over there. A lot of, a lot of family there. So we, we plan to visit them one day, but it's it's far away at the moment. A couple of years still to go before we go, but we'd love to come out that way.
0: Well, you should come and visit me.
1: Yeah, we will definitely visit you. That's for sure.
0: I'm part of your family. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, you are, yeah. You are one of my <laughs> IT family, Taekwondo International, Taekwondo 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 family. Right. International Taekwondo family. International Taekwondo family, ITF. Isn't that what it stands for? International Taekwondo family.
0: Yeah, I've never heard it that way, but sure. That's a good uh, that's
1: yeah. a good way of saying
0: it. <laughs> International yeah. Taekwondo family.
1: Very good. Yeah, take the federation up, make it family. So that's that's yeah, that's pretty much it for me. I mean, other than that, we're very happy in Ireland. We live here. We love living here. We moved away from South Africa because of the crime in South Africa. And um we wanted to give our children a safer life, which is the case because Ireland is very safe and very friendly, lovely people. Um, and it's also a nice place to be where you can get to all over Europe, even to America, without too much distance. It's kind of in the middle.
0: In South Africa, is it mostly ITF North Korea or is it um, Joyjangwa? Uh,
1: Joyjangwa group's not too big. It's um, it's actually a former student of mine, Norman Magua. Very nice guy. He's, he's trying very hard. He's got a couple of hundred students. I don't even think they've got a thousand yet, but they've got a couple of hundred. Then there's a North Korean group, which also, I don't think any of the groups really exceed a thousand very easily. Um, So I think it's a big, big country. And long, long ago, karate got a foothold in in South Africa. And they got it through the government. They got government sponsorship and subsidies. And they put karate in every single school throughout South Africa. Well, virtually. And uh, it became ingrained. And I don't think they ever got the karate out of it. and And the ITF never really flourished. With the massive amounts that karate, that karate cover.
0: So karate is bigger in South Africa.
1: Huge, 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 huge in South Africa.
0: What style? And of- then
1: came along, and then came along kung fu. JKA, Japanese Karate Association. And then came along kung fu and the, the other various various forms of um, of karate. And then it became ingrained in South African society. It was very difficult to get taekwondo on the map. Um, I think Taekwondo must be a few thousand members, but it's very small in South Africa overall.
0: What year did you get your seventh degree?
1: I got it in two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. In, yeah, in Scotland, and I was actually with the Global Taekwondo Federation at the time. Um, I, I went under Grandmaster Park Chung from about year two thousand. I was with him until two thousand and eleven, or with the group with the with the GTF Global Taekwondo Federation. And then I left them when I came to Ireland, and I joined the Trajanburg RTF. And then uh, after some time, I've uh, been a few years now under President Che.
0: You joined the Global Taekwondo Federation after um, General Che passed away. Yeah, yeah, I did. And I was
1: always inspired by I was always inspired by Grandmaster Park Chung Tae.
0: Oh no, no, he's very uh, famous.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then so I decided to go with him. And then um, after about 2011, the GTF just seemed to have disintegrated and really been a very small uh, organization.
0: Was that in uh, South us. Africa?
1: No, I was actually, yeah, I was in South Africa, but I didn't leave it in South Africa. I left it when I came to Ireland because when I got to Ireland, I was still quite uh, firmly part of the GTF, but um, found that there was very little support because I was in the need of a lot of support from the point of view that we were starting out here. There wasn't much. Um, for us and we needed we needed a bit of help and we couldn't get any help from the gtf there was we asked but there was very little so we decided to to look around and we found the uh, the irish taekwondo association at the time they offered us quite a lot of support and help and we went with them and uh, eventually there was um, a problem that we couldn't grade christine to black belt and she was 10 years old she had been really waiting two years as a red belt and they wanted her to be 13 and we just for her to wait another three years it would have been five years for her to become a black belt. Um, five years to wait on black stripe is a bit long for any child, and it was just an impossible situation. So we looked around at the options, and we decided to go to Grandmaster Chase organization. Not only for that reason, but there was many other reasons, of course, that I'll tell you at a later stage about. But it's um, it, was, it was a good move, and we're quite happy.
0: <clears throat> What's the youngest black belt that you have?
1: That I have now? No, well, I've also started to move away from the 10-year-old mark and started to, to start to work letting them grade a bit later. So I would say the youngest black belt I've got now is about 12, 13, 12 around there.
0: Being a black belt and being so young kind of diminishes the idea of what a black belt is.
1: Exactly. I mean, the, the, some black belts are so young they can't even tie their own shoelaces. Right. You know, there's also there's also something wrong when you see someone grade for black belt and then they go after the grading and sit in their mom's lap. You're thinking, what have you done? You just graded someone to black belt and the child goes... And, sits on the mom's lap in the, in, the, in, the, in the audience, and you think, whoa, that's not right. It's cute. You know, you're yeah. a black belt. It's cute. It's <laughs> cute, but it shouldn't be wearing a black belt. <laughs> but that's what I got thinking, you know, that you can't have that. You can't have a 10-year-old. Uh, well, you, I mean, you can have a 10-year-old, but you can't have a child that's eight or six black belt.
0: It's, it's not young,
1: But and I have to admit, I did. I've done it before. I've done it before. I've graded, I've graded a child at eight years old to black belt, and, um, but I don't do it anymore. Uh, I've moved, moved towards more 10, 11, 12. If they're ten and very mature, that's okay. Yeah,
0: there are I, some I like, children like that. that are very gifted and can do yeah. amazing things. Um, like yeah, the, there is
1: a, there's a few exceptions. A yeah. few
0: exceptions, but not very many. And then when you start making that kind of a standard, it uh, you're going to cause issues. Parents are going to say, well, my kid is just as good as that kid.
1: <laughs> exactly. But, that's the big problem is why didn't my kid get that but that kid got it and you can't say, Well, that kid's better than your kid or more gifted than your kid. You know? It may so be true. Just but... Understand it. Yeah, but you can't say it to them. Yeah, you can't say that. It's... I think for why well, I say that is from from a point of view, I think a lot of people get wrapped up in Taekwondo and um it's good to have a bit of your own spiritual space, you know, like whether you're a Christian or a Jew or oh, a Buddhist or whatever. It's good. I think, you know, a lot of people start to get so wrapped up in Taekwondo. And to put taekwondo before the family, and that's dangerous. I think that's that's you got to be very careful of that. Taekwondo can become very consuming, but I think if you put God first, and um, you know everything falls into place. That's one thing that's worked for me is that um, that I enjoyed going to church. Enjoy, I enjoy, enjoy that kind of sp- my spiritual space that's away from taekwondo. Oh, taekwondo I see what you're become, Oh, yeah. So the taekwondo doesn't become your God. You know, it doesn't yeah. become yours. No. You'll be careful that a lot of people aware of because we bow and we do all those things, but they're thinking that we're worshipping when we're not. It's, it's, it's To us it's a way of life, it might be a bit less, it might be a sport, might be a bit more, it might be a way of life, but it must never become your your God, you know, your family must have its special place and so f- for me my order of priority has always been God, my family, then Taekwondo, you know, and I think that's always kept it in its priority, in its, in its right space and I think for me it gives me balance.
0: That's a good priority. Yeah, I think if
1: you, all. if you, a lot of people put it first and that's where the marriages suffer, the kids suffer, everything,
0: you know? Yeah, no. And it's great that your kids are doing Taekwondo. Your wife doesn't do Taekwondo?
1: No, she doesn't, but she used to. And, um, I didn't meet, I didn't actually meet her doing it. She just did it because I did it for a while and, you know, she does it for fitness, we do some fitness boxer-sized classes and she does that. Uh, but I'll tell you one interesting thing is my daughter's got autism, the six-year-old one, and she um, was, was quite severe. She high-functioning aut- autism, but she battled a lot and she started doing Taekwondo and she's handling life so much better.
0: That's awesome. You know,
1: it's, it's, you know, it's giving her a lot of confidence, a lot of ability to talk to others. We used to, When she used to come to Taekwondo and the other kids arrived, she'd hide in the corner of the gym and now, uh, a year later she's calling the kids onto the floor she's showing them how to do the movements she shows them how to do an exercise she's fully involved you know and just so um, amazing to see that confidence that boost
0: well great it was nice talking to you master franks and uh, hopefully we'll oh, catch great up talking
1: and... To you, sir. all right so i'll be going but thanks for the chat it was really great
0: thank you very much sir and i'll talk to you soon okay uh, bye bye.
1: bye-bye bye-bye